handled all of this very differently later on, but at the time, I was still learning what it means to be a publisher, and I wanted to avoid confrontation. Well, all of my sweet talk didn't work. We were banned from the wedding that Saturday. And despite intermittent showers, President Nixon managed to walk his daughter down the staircase, past the columns of the South Portico, out into the Rose Garden. First outdoor wedding in White House history. Coincidentally, I was at another rain-interrupted wedding that Saturday, the marriage of Jimmy Reston, the, the son of the great New York Times editor and reporter Scotty Reston. While there, I learned that the New York Times had access to another and far more important story that would appear on the front page of the paper the next day. Scotty told me that the New York Times would be publishing a series of articles about the super secret history of the decision making that led us into the Vietnam War. It had been commissioned by my friend Bob McNamara in 1967 while he was still Secretary of Defense to help future scholars understand what had happened and why. We had been scooped by the New York Times on a bombshell of a story, which drove our editor, Ben Bradley, wild with competitive envy. He wanted the Washington Post to be every bit as important as the New York Times, and frankly, so did I. And of course, he hated it when we had to rewrite stories that had been published first elsewhere. Well, the story appeared. Sunday morning, front page of the New York Times, right next to their story about Trisha's wedding. <laughs> ben was mortified, even more so the following day when the next installment appeared in what promised to be a blockbuster multi-part series. Monday night, I had dinner in New York with some friends, among them Abe Rosenthal, the editor of the New York Times. Over a glass of wine, Abe told me that the New York Times had just received a call from Attorney General John Mitchell threatening to take them to court if they published again the next day. Well, sure enough, the Times published third installment Tuesday morning. And as we at the Post continued to play catch up, we were almost as angry as the folks in the White House. At the time, I really couldn't understand why Nixon cared so much about these documents that were several years old, some older than that, and seemed likely to embarrass the Democrats. But a couple of years later, thanks to Watergate, we learned that President Nixon had been taping his own White House meetings. We were able to listen in on what he was thinking and saying with his top aides. We could even listen in on a conversation in the Oval Office <laughs> between President Nixon over lunch, June 15th, 1971, with Attorney General John Mitchell. Well, John, uh, I hope you had some time off, uh, that they didn't bother you to death with Kent State and all that. Uh, did you do any fishing? Uh, we fished, and we went out in the boat with B.B. a couple of times. Oh, good, good, fine, fine. I'd like some consomme. Would you like some consomme? Yeah, I'd... I love some. Uh, so it was absolutely great. The weather was wonderful. Yeah, I wish we were as lucky. Goddamn weather over Hanoi. Skies are like chopped suey. Damn it, if you know any prayers, Sam. Because we need some clear bombing weather. The bastards have never been bombed like they're going to be bombed this time, but you've got to have the weather. Well, is the weather still bad? No, it isn't all that bad. Goddamn Air Force won't fly. Air Force isn't worth a fiddler's fuck. I mean, these cocksuckers, they won't fly. 
Are the Navy pilots as bad? No, they're better, but they're all under this one command that's all screwed up. Weather will clear up. It's bound to. And when it does, we'll give them hell. And there are a lot of brave guys, John, you've got to say. I mean, these POWs, these poor guys who got shot down, they're over there starving on that damned rice. How's your consomme? Uh, quite good, thank you. Uh, too damn salty. All right, uh, what about the uh, New York Times situation? Well, as you know, we're waiting for the judge's decision in New York on our request to stop the Times from publishing further excerpts from the Vietnam papers. If that works, we're going to start looking at criminal action. we got to stop these goddamn leaks. Christ's sakes, it's treasonable. I don't give a damn about the stuff in the Vietnam papers. Yeah, yeah. That all happened under the Democrats. Might even be a plus. Yeah, yeah. But it makes my blood boil to have the goddamn newspapers printing stolen government yeah, documents. It's an outrage. We've got to ferret out those leakers, too. They are the lowest vermin. Let's get this guy.